I want Zach Bagans to be speaking in front of Congress. With all of this stuff about, like, <laughs> with all the UFO stuff that's going on. Yeah. Send in Aaron Goodwin. He's He sets up, like, the podium. He sets up, oh, like... <laughs> he should run for office. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, we are diving into a world that is so terrifying, so demonic, that only we are equipped to delve into it. That's right. These are our Ghost, ghost adventures, adventures Adventures. That's right. This week, we are doing a little Ghost Adventures action spurred on by a review that somebody left for us, which was so, so nice of them to do. Yes. And William, why don't you take it away? Yeah, I usually will read reviews uh, mid-show, but I was holding this one back until we could make this, the planets align. Mm -hmm. uh, this review was left on our Apple Podcasts from K Walters 1980 says, great podcast. I've been listening to this podcast for a while. I really enjoy it. I do wish they would do more Ghost Adventures episodes on here instead of only on the paying app. Yeah. And so your wishes are command, K. Walters 1980. Absolutely. Five stars, by the way. Yes. Thank you so, so, so much. And what they're referring to is that we used to have a side podcast called Ghost Adventures Adventures. That that's what we were just referencing. We did it for a while and then it was just too much to do. Yep. We said... We're not doing that anymore, but we occasionally do Ghost Adventures episode coverage over on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash pod. So that's what they're referring to. Yes. And we decided to, yeah, bring it over here to the free app. Why not? Yep. Um, I thought it was kind of a fun thing to do. It was Definitely. a very positive review, but yeah. I also like that like I can literally look at our reviews and go like, all right, yeah, I can we'll do that. Do that. Yeah. Feel free. Send in your suggestions, everybody, especially in a nice review. I know. Wonderful. Wonderful. So sure. surprise. Mm -hmm. We're back for Ghost Adventures Adventures. Yep. Um, and uh, we are sort of cherry picking mm -hmm. a couple of episodes, but I think appropriately for the times, yeah. We decided to take a look and see if there were any seasonal, holiday, Christmassy Ghost Adventures episodes out there. Right. The answer is no. No. We we only found, maybe there are like little references in other places, but we only found one episode where there was like a scary Christmas room. Yes. So we decided to do that one. And that's a little bit of a throwback. It's from season four. So it's from a number of years ago. And we are pairing that with a second episode, which is from this current season that's airing right now. An interesting contrast of things. Yes. Because when we started Ghost Adventures Adventures, all of which now is on our Patreon, right. patreon.com slash GTTU pod, um, we were watching everything starting from episode one. Yeah. Or really starting from the documentary they made that that got them the show in the first place episode zero but so we uh early ghost adventures is such a strange <laughs> yeah. thing a strange flavor yeah and it's very different it from really... modern day ghost adventures yeah. so this is almost like a study in contrast we got a little ghost of christmas past <laughs> yeah a little ghost of christmas present yes and who the hell knows what the future might hold for zach bagans what do you think is the ghost of christmas future i think it's aaron i think it's aaron too yeah <laughs> yeah um but so yeah let's start with the rolling hills asylum this is season four episode two from 2010 13 years ago so this mm -hmm. is our old flavor of ghost adventures yeah um uh we'll just start the way that we often do when we talk about movies and stuff did you sure. enjoy this episode i did i did i think we got a double feature yeah of really 
interesting Ghost Adventures material. I think so, too. I think Zach was really on one in this Rolling Hills episode. Oh, yes. He was just like feeling very goofy and silly. Yes. And it's joyful to watch. Yeah, it's I really liked watching the old stuff. I thought, quite frankly, I thought the old material was better than the new material. Yeah, I... I liked them both. To give, let me just say, even the the difference between them mm-hmm. in 2010, Ghost Adventures, even though they're four seasons in, right. it, it wasn't that long. I feel like it was only a couple of years, yep. really. And so, uh, it's all of this. Zach Bagans, if you've never seen him, and I know that our audience largely has, yeah, he is a larger than life. The definition, I, I actually think that the term was coined around him, a ghost bro. It definitely was. Where he is like. All right, what are we going to do? We're going to get in there with our tech. Mm-hmm. I'm going to confront the ghosts. Yeah, he antagonizes them. He specifically will go into a place like they go into a jail. This is literally something that happens in one of the episodes we've covered. Yep. Uh, he walks and he goes, hey, all you guys in here, I'm the new warden. So I want you back in your cells. What's that? You think you can hurt me? Well, come on. I'd like to see you pull that stuff on me. So he's trying to goad empty rooms into attacking him. Yes. And uh, there were, it was in the second episode, so we'll get to it. But there was a point where everybody was freaking out about something. And we as an audience know what they're freaking out about. It's something on this uh, monitor that they're looking at. So they think they're seeing ghostly activity. Yeah. So it's very exciting, whatever. But then I had a moment where I just kind of was pulled back from it. And I was like, if you strip everything else out of this, this is just... Two men looking at another man, freaking out. 100%. And nothing is happening. Absolutely. Because nothing is going on. They go into empty places at night, Mm -hmm. and then they make a scene. Yeah. And they lie. (laughs) I think. I mean, I think. (laughs) I think so. I think at the very, very They lie to each other. They they make things up. Three friends go into a location (laughs) in the middle of the night, lie to each other, and yell. Yes. That's pretty much what Ghost Adventures... Is and so the old episode stuff 13 years ago was three guys. It's mm-hmm. uh Zach Aaron, who is like his lackey that he pushes around and makes fun of. He's such a little sweetie, and Nick, who is the most earnest of them and therefore sort of middle of the road and gets overlooked. Yeah, he's kind of almost like the straight man because Aaron is really goofy and like gleeful yes. about it. Like he like Zach kind of like pushes at him and makes fun of him, but it's definitely just their dynamic. Like Eric is del- Eric. Aaron. Aaron is yeah. delighting in it. Yes, it's he is. He's, like having, a, having, he's having a great time. But contrast that with the modern day Ghost Adventure stuff, which is like a documentary. Yeah. It's flashier. They've obviously got a lot better tech. Yes. It's very techy. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're constantly going like we're gonna now use this, the the X the XLS camera. Yeah. The the pro SB7. You like they're constantly throwing it's like Dan Aykroyd just throwing yeah. out the names of devices. You're like, all right. And there are so many people. Yes. There are four members of the crew plus people who are filming it. It's a far larger operation mm-hmm. and therefore it feels less plucky and goofy. It definitely is. So it's less joyful to me. Yeah. Um, yep. What yeah. I, I would say it is less joyful because it's he just has a little bit less of that goofiness. But I feel like there is, I don't know, a, a factor that is brought in by those extras. Like having Patty Negri, who is the psychic medium who they bring in 
do a weird chant to bring up the energy. Yeah. That I was very entertained by. And that's something that we might not have gotten in these earlier seasons. You're because definitely they can't right. hire these consultants, for lack of a better word. You are certainly so, right about that. Yeah, they, they're two different flavors. Yes. And I do enjoy both. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But back in the Rolling Hills Asylum. Yeah. The episode from 2010. It is just the, the three guys. Mm-hmm. And they set up this uh, asylum thusly. I love some voiceover from Zach Bagans. It's so it's always just a little off. Now I was going off the cuff with what I said just before, but I um, how you introduced the episode. It was perfectly episode. on theme. Yeah, yeah. It was intentionally not quite right. I think I used the same word twice or yeah. something. And this is in reference to the way he talks. There's always some sort of a flub with him, or yeah. like a vaguely inappropriate or calloused word. Yeah, you know, it's just not so, quite. It's like not grammatically correct. I don't know if you would call it grammar when it's spoken. Yeah, but it ain't right. So Some, things are off. Something about the same right. So the episode opens and we hear Zach Bagan's uh, voice uh, say this: "The homeless, drunkards, or drunkards. They say drunkards so many times. Word three: drunkards and orphans. Orphans." Those who just couldn't take care of themselves and the criminally insane all once took refuge here at the Rolling Hills Asylum. (laughs) It was evidently, quote, a stew pot of tragic cases mixed with dark personalities. A stew pot, a stew pot of tragic cases mixed with, yeah, a stew pot that's been mixed. Uh It's a little redundant. Yeah. With dark personalities. It's like both specific and vague. I know. You know, like, are we saying abusive orderlies or dark personalities? Are we getting into like witchy crafty, you know? I think both. Now, we talked about uh, Cropsy recently on Guide to the Unknown. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Rolling Hills Asylum felt a lot like Willowbrook yes, to me. The, I the, the, the Staten thing. Island Asylum, where mm-hmm. it was like people were essentially, you know, people would say people were basically dumped here to be forgotten. Yeah. And they were were not taken care of. They get into the history of the Rolling Hills Asylum, saying that it was at one point, quote, a poorhouse. Mm-hmm. Just like a term that I remember hearing. I know. Places be described as. I feel like it's like very Dickensian. I think it is. A poorhouse. Yeah. It's like, if you, what do you do? Like, you need a place to stay, so you stay here. I mean, is it kind of similar to what a homeless shelter would be now? I guess. A poorhouse is just very odd. It is. Um, it's just not modern phrasing. No. But so, uh, they make a Neither point. calling people drunkards. Drunkards. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I know. It's unbelievable. I feel like also the way they're talking about it, it almost lumps all of these things together as like, just basic unfortunates. Yes. The homeless, drunkards, orphans, and those who just couldn't take care of themselves, <laughs> which itself is like, you don't have another word for that? I just, know. Those who just couldn't take care of themselves? Yeah. It's it's all just strange. Pack that into something. Right. You know, like, whatever. <laughs> uh, so they're all occupying a house together, uh, and <laughs> Zach Bagans, they have this thing in the old episodes, it's like very much like... By day, while the sun's out, they do history of a yeah. place, and then by night they go in for lockdown, where they literally stay overnight, just the three of them. By day is all, always the best part. By day, he's going over doc like somebody's like giving him papers of different deaths and stuff that have happened on the property. Yep. And so uh, there are like evidently a ton of people that are b- buried at the Rolling Hills Asylum in unmarked graves. It's so, like a total tragedy, travesty. Yeah. 
it seems like a hellish existence, anybody who was living there. Yes. And so Zach Bagans, because he knows how to make a meal, he starts, he's like, well, then give me that. And he like grabs a stack. He's like, these are <laughs> the, crazy. these are the deaths in the unmarked grave. So we'll put this stack over here. <laughs> he goes, now this stack, this stack is for the, this kind of thing. We'll put that yeah, it there. It was like, these are the acknowledged something deaths. And yeah. then he takes like a floppy, clear, you know when you'd have like a, a binder in school and it was like a page or a page protector, or whatever it's called. He's like, and this signifies the deaths that we don't even know about or whatever. Puts that down. And he takes another floppy clear one. He's like, and this one is the presumed deaths or something. It's like the same thing. And he, it, yeah, you would put like, you'd put like uh, if you were to write a paper. Yeah. You'd put it in this protective plastic eight and a half by 11 sleeve. Yep. That's clear. And so he goes, and so yeah, he holds it up. And he's looking through it at the camera. So we can see it's been displayed. You're holding something that's invisible. Yeah. Right. It's clear plastic. And he goes, these are the ones that we may not even know about, which which is like, you could say that about anything. Of course. Like, there's always, there's always something you might not know about. But right. anyway. That may or may not be real. May or may not have happened at all. Yeah. But so he's holding this plastic sleeve to the camera and he goes, the ones that we may not even know, right? Because it's clear. He says, it's <laughs> like, he illustrates, he verbally confirms his metaphor. Cause clear. He's so funny. Cause clear, right? Yeah. See, <laughs> you were. It's not you? concrete. It's it's not documented. You with clear. me? Yeah. Not paper is clear. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. But then he summarizes it thusly because he makes five stacks of different kinds of things that have occurred. And he goes, mm -hmm. five stacks of darkness, dread, I know, deaths, wrongdoings. <laughs> I can't think of. Okay. <laughs> Can't think of anything else, and there, it's almost alliterative. It's not like and dread or something like I don't. Yeah, it's almost alliterative. Darkness, dread, deaths, wrongdoing. So he, not bad. <laughs> oh, it's very close yeah. to alliterative. Um, uh, but yeah, he goes. Oh, and he he says. <laughs> he goes. Did you bring the depends, Aaron? Oh yeah. We're gonna be. We're gonna need to wear adult diapers on this investigation. I'm telling you, he's full of beans in this. Like, at some point, they visit a room. Like, there's kind of a comeback from commercial thing where he's doing a voiceover and he's like, it's known that there are some things that I just don't mess with. And it's like a room full of dolls. Yeah. And he runs in there and he's like, yeah. like making a jokey uh, show uh, of how scared he is of them. He's acting like a kid in theater yeah. who has to, like, mime being, like, hit. Up a vampire yeah. seeing garlic. Right. Oh, or invisible oh. things are like punching him. He was yeah. like, oh, 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 like flailing right. around, like arching his back. Which therefore proves <laughs> that that room is not that bad for no. him that's full of dolls because exactly. he was able to he go in. He went into it to do a bit. Yeah. It's obviously not that bad. He's fine. But I loved it. I mean, so, I, I was like, whoa, what's this guy doing right now? And at another point, he's just, they're just walking down a hall, but he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, just. He's just know. being silly. Yeah. He must have had, like, a monster energy drink, like, right before they got there. Not yeah. a coffee. Yeah. I feel like he drinks monsters. You think so? I think today he drinks liquid death. That's just, well, maybe. It is just water. And maybe as you get older, you don't really want all those other things that are in the monster. People who are cool. Yeah. Drink liquid death. Li drink liquid death. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's true. I'm t no. It is more. I'm not stating a theory. You go watch anything, <laughs> any podcast by some millionaire. They're drinking liquid. They're death. drinking liquid death. 
Well, aluminum is better environmentally than plastic. Okay. So I guess if I had a choice, I guess I would get like liquid death. I'm just saying. Yeah. Let's get sponsored by liquid death. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. Uh, so that I believe the doll room was the Christmas room. No, they're separate rooms. They're separate rooms? Yes. Really? Yes. So, well, they, they go to the Christmas room mm -hmm. then. And uh, Zach goes, I do not like the Christmas room. <laughs> it's full of toys and Christmas decorations and a Christmas tree and stuff. Yep. And immediately Zach is like, oh, they say that it's, I guess, is it haunted by children? That's what they say, yeah. Yeah, they say it's haunted by children. And so Aaron, Zach turns to Aaron and is like, I know where you're staying tonight. I know. And then Aaron's like, oh. Not cool, man. Ugh. It's like a running thing that when they hear something that's, you know, that's undesirable, that's especially scary, mm -hmm. that uh, Zach would be like, all right, Aaron, you're taking that tonight. They do it twice in this episode. Yep. Because later, and this is awful, mm -hmm. but this is what happens in this episode, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. Uh, there's evidently a haunting where there was a guy who lived at the Rolling Hills Asylum who was said to have been abusive and assaulted women and kids. Yes. And so a woman says that they're consulting. She's like, yeah, it was down this hallway. Mm -hmm. And Zach goes, Aaron, Aaron, you're going in. Aaron, you're up. And Aaron's like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> is the whole charade again. I know. Of, of the thing that no one would want. Aaron, I'm throwing you to the guy. And then not only that, yeah. later in the episode, during mm -hmm. lockdown, they go to investigate that particular hallway. Right. And Zach goes like, We've heard that. We've heard that you like to attack women. Yeah. Well, I bring you, well, Aaron. It's like, what is what going the on? Hell? I know. What kind of a show is this? I know. What am I watching? Also, at one point, they went to a room where it was said that somebody had a stroke and then they just put them in this bed and left them to die. Yeah, it was Dr. And, Fleming or something. Yes. And Zach laid in the bed and he said, like, all right, ghost, if anybody's here, come cuddle with me. Yeah. If you're a woman. <laughs> and I was like, your like, need to assert your heteroness goes so yeah. far that it can't even be like a man ghost. Like, I don't even right. want to cuddle with a man ghost, dude. Um, um, <laughs> to, again, speaking to no one. I know. Talking to an empty room. I know. And it's just like, it's like the lowest possible yeah. hanging fruit. Absolutely. Come cuddle with me. If you're a chick. If, yeah. I also want to address something that um, we, we've already passed, but I want to see if this stood out to you. So they do the when they're telling the story of the location, they do this for all the episodes. I think they did it for the. Yeah, they did. I was trying to remember if they do it in the modern episodes, too. They'll have kind of like little reenactments or something. They're just like kind of quick flashes of if they're like. Um, yeah, the people who lived here were disturbed or something. And it'll show like a guy in a room. OK. Yeah. The guy in the room eating the fly. Does this ring a bell? Does not ring a bell. All right. They said something like, let's say it was like these people were disturbed. Like someone like pulling his hair out. Probably. Like eating his hair. What I'm thinking is that there was a fly. It was like a dead fly that was like kind of like smushed between like <laughs> the window and like a wooden like lattice work or whatever that would be on a window. This guy picked the fly out. You don't even see his whole face. I think you see like nose down. And then he like gummed to the fly so gently. Because he didn't want to. He didn't really want to. Eat it. But he got it in there. He did? Yeah, it was on his lips, but he was just like... Oh, weird. Just like moving his lips up and down against the fly. And I was like, oh, God, they truly were insane. All all of that stuff, all of that, like... I remember early on, they would just like... They'd cut to commercial and it'd be a shot, like a one second. It was almost like a... 
It was supposed to be subliminal. Yeah. But it would be Zach. <laughs> subliminal. It would be like Zach like screaming at a light bulb. Yes. That's ah! like the most con- constant one. It's a light bulb in the center of the room and him just like screaming at it. <laughs> like it's his like... mouth open enough to eat the light bulb yes. but not making contact. Yes. Th- those old, old Ghost Adventures stuff, mm-hmm. a guy gumming a fly with his lips and stuff. Yeah. The I mo- can't think of another word. I obviously know it's not gumming since it's lips, but it was the same sort Lipping. of action. Lipping. <laughs> Lip- yeah, lipping, lipping a dead fly. Yeah. Modern Ghost Adventures is so much more tasteful as a documentary. Even when they tried to evoke the quality of ghosts, yeah. it was like a perfect silhouette in the distance and it would like fade in and then fade out. Yeah. It was done to, I mean, constantly. Sure. But it's so much classier than it some is. rinky-dink, like, I don't know, go in this room and yell at this light bulb. <laughs> All right, you, uh, rub a dead fly on your lips. <laughs> it <laughs> like, totally is. This is like, there's, it's a, a much different operation. It's fascinating. The passage of time. It really is. You know, speaking of the passage of time. Okay, so I obviously have a very soft spot for Aaron. I just find him to be a a real sweetie. He seems like a sweet guy on the show. In life, he seems like a sweet guy. Mm -hmm. He, um, I followed him on social media and he like remakes clocks and like paints them and sort of like sculpts on them to make them like spooky and like look really awesome, honestly. And he sells them on eBay and stuff, I think for charity. Um, But anyway... Passage of time-wise from going from this show in 2013 to the one in 2023, I think Zach, I'm so accustomed to, he still has the same look all the time, sort of, but Aaron, well, you know, you're right. I don't even know what to distinguish it. Zach looks quite different to me. No, you're right. You're right. Something about seeing Aaron, like adult Aaron, I obviously know that they were adults Mm -hmm. in the 2010, but I was like... This is so nice. Like, uh, it's nice that they're these, still together. It's nice they're yeah. still together. It's nice that we get to see them over time. Like, it's sweet that this guy is kind of like. I totally grown up. agree. I, I don't know. I was just like, it's nice because he, he looks very different. Like, mm-hmm. he, I guess, became vegan or something. Okay. And um, I don't know. He he just looks like very different than he did when he was younger. So it like really puts a finer point to me on the passage of time. And yeah, mm-hmm. I was just like, look at this guy. No, it it is. He's it still is, doing it. It is nice. Yeah. It is nice. Can but you're we, right. Zach does look different. Do yeah. Zach today is very um, very together. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I don't know everything about him. Like he, he's together. wearing gloves and okay. I want to comment on the gloves. This is so <laughs> the Zach Bagans wardrobe check. Yes, Zach Bagans wardrobe. This is so minor. However, it endeared me to him a bit. So we're talking about the 2023 episode now, gloves-wise. He's wearing um, fingerless gloves. Okay. (laughs) You could see that the gloves were a little bit pilly and nappy and worn. They weren't like... Oh, he didn't like have like brand new... No, that's what I'm saying. Like he was just wearing his gloves that he wears all the time. He wasn't like, all right, showtime. I got to put on like my Gucci gloves or my perfect gloves or my cashmere ones that I use a fabric shaver on so they're perfect. Like... I kind of liked it. It was just the teeny weeniest bit bumps and all. Yeah, we watch different kinds of shows. Yeah, I'm not used to seeing people looking in any way normal on yeah. TV because I watch reality shows. I, I still thought women. he looks totally put together. Like no, he he it's not he looks, not he looks firmly thing, designed like, to me. In someone on the Housewives would not be wearing gloves that look old. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, today Zach Bagans looks like an like an icon. Not yeah. and I'm not I don't mean to say like he looks like you could take any particular image of him and make a poster out of it. I like not a is, hair out of place. I think he is an icon at this point. Like his his whole look and deal is iconic. Like a guy wearing all black with glasses, goatee, 
probably baseball hat in the context of ghost stuff. You're like, that's yeah. Zach Bagans. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, back in 2010, like he looks like he's dressing himself. Yes. And his hair is like combed forward because it was the that style of the time. Was, what a crazy thing. I know. Yeah. I don't know. So it's like just... even the sideburns combed forward so is what goofy. we're saying. It's like kind of up and flipped up on the top. And then the sideburns are all going toward the yeah. center of your he's face. He's got like bulged out biceps and stuff. Yeah, and, and he's, he's wearing like... like a shirt that has cursive on it and like a bunch of different uh like what am I trying to say? Like opacities basically mm, yeah. all over his shirt. Like it's very he graphic. just looks like an old bro. Yeah, he looks, yeah, he's a bro. A bro of the time, I mean. Yes. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> he's not that old back then. He's, no, yeah. no, that's true. It's not that old now either. But, um, but he always had his uh, his party boy side. Oh, of course. He certainly did. Um, when they're done doing their like history section before they go into lockdown, mm-hmm. they're up by like Ni- Niagara Falls. Yeah. So he's like. <laughs> this was so weird. This was so weird. He's like, I feel like I need like an energy boost or something. So they literally go get on like a ride at Niagara Falls in the water. You know what I wonder about this? So they made a point of saying that this place isn't open anymore and it was difficult to be able to go shoot here or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if like the city they were in was like, okay, you can do this thing, but we need you to promote Niagara Falls or something? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, activities. I don't know. I think deals like that happen. Weirdly, in the last few days, I watched an episode of Viva La Bam. Mm -hmm. Where, uh, weirdly. I, no, when's kidding. the last time you watched Viva La Bam? We talk about Bam and Jackass oh, yes. like all the time. Absolutely. But I had not seen Viva La Bam <laughs> no, in a million years. So I watched an episode on YouTube where they went to the Mall of America mm-hmm. and Bam's like, you guys didn't know it, but we're going to be staying here for 24 gosh darn hours. You're not leaving here until I do my show tomorrow, Phil. And it's like, it's like so hokey yeah. and phony. And like when they're when Zach Bagans and his bros are filming themselves on this Niagara Falls boat ride, and it ends with Zach and all the passengers on the boat going "Ghost Adventures" into the camera, it was identical uh, to Viva La Bam. Yeah, I'm like, sure. I just got a crazy, whacked out idea. How about we go out onto Niagara Falls on a big old boat ride? Yeah, it's just like okay, I don't know. And it's like quick cut and like all choppy and stuff. I know. I pro- I think they probably made it as short as they could contractually. Maybe. And then, well, when they come back from commercial for the lockdown, it immediately starts with Zach going like, "All right, well here we go into lockdown," and then he walks into a porta potty. Oh, yeah. And then he goes, sorry, just had to start with a, a humorous moment, he says. It's so funny. And I was like, this is still Viva La Bam. <laughs> this is weird. He's such a dork. Nah, Bammy, we got to do the lockdown. <laughs> just had to start with a humorous moment. With a humorous moment. I texted Liz during this, Liz Sauer. Yeah. And of Ghosts and the Burbs. Yes, of Ghosts and the Burbs. Because uh, she really likes ghost adventures i told her we're doing an episode or whatever and i think i did this the last time we talked about ghost adventures i read a text that she i think so me. yeah i apologize liz i think this is probably fine uh she said his authentic self brings me joy his authentic self <laughs> and i agree it's that is his authentic self he's living out loud yeah and it's fun to watch start, start with a humorous moment now now that we're into lockdown yeah um it's time to reveal that the rolling hills asylum might have the most evidence of life after death of anything I've ever seen in my life. Color me convinced. There are EVPs left 
and right i wrote down a million there's no time to talk about all the evps no, it's crazy it doesn't really matter but they're catching so many of them oh and they do something that i really liked i i don't think i'd seen no i have seen this before but they did this laser grid thing in the hallway to try to like yeah. catch ghosts first of all it looked like the waiting for tonight music video you know what i'm talking about from jennifer lopez <laughs> wow I, I, okay she had green lasers everywhere all right so anyway <laughs> it's a bunch of green lasers and I've seen that before where they put a laser grid. We because, tried to buy one and it had some yes. sort of stupid like proprietary battery that was sold separately and oh, it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I looked up so much of this ghost hunting equipment. Do you know that oh, each, really? like yeah. almost every single one of the pieces that they bring on the show is easily 200 bucks a pop? I mean, that microphone they had, we have a microphone that's the same brand. Yeah. And uh, theirs was like 360 or something. And I know how much our microphone is, which. How much was ours? What? Wasn't it like 450 something? Which one? The Zoom. The Zoom? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, 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 yes. They had a Zoom, they said, but it had four different mics, uh-huh. like in north, south, east, west, basically. And so I was like, I bet that's a buttload of money. Yeah, it's it's obscene, especially yeah. when like I love ghost stuff, yeah. but I'm so skeptical of the equipment. Because who knows? I don't, I don't know. know. It's like, I don't know. This box just has flashing lights. Yeah. Like, what does this mean? Oh, I didn't finish <laughs> explaining what the thing is, just in case it's annoying for me to leave it dangling. So they put this, like, light grid out oh, in yeah. the hallway. Because imagine if a real person walks in front of a light grid, like it. You're going to see disrupted. the lasers distort. So it's to see the lasers distort, distort. But they did an additional thing of blowing, like, smoke on it from a smoke machine. Okay. And then letting that settle. I don't know. I guess it was just like another way to to see. Like it's almost like oh. backing yourself yeah, up or something. Um, it's weird. And they captured something that I thought was really cool. I've never seen anything yes. like it before. And I was like, what does this mean? Like it wasn't something that was like a, a shape of a man walking by or whatever. But it was this like distortion. Like the lights got distorted. The smoke was almost kind of like blowing. And they sort of theorize that it's uh, that cold static energy that you sort of feel when you walk into like a cold spot or whatever. uh And maybe that was what that looks like with these tools. It just made a little weird flow. Yeah, like flutter In the lasers. Uh There's a weird dropped mention at the beginning of the episode where they're like, there are all these power lines outside i thought that was cool too and they were like could these be feeding the spirits yes and then a woman they're speaking with is like yeah i think it might be a food source for ghosts i know well why i wrote that down too well they what do you said, mean they said that it's a power grid so i guess i don't okay. know what that means i assume this mean, must mean it's an especially concentrated like power station thing but you know they say that so like, what <laughs> well no but they say sometimes ghosts are trying to take energy from other things that's why spots get cold or something because it's okay. like taking like the heat and electromagnetic energy that we all just put off yeah but we don't have confirmation of anything no we don't even have confirmation that ghosts exist at all let alone whether or not they would set off an emf reader or feed off a power grid absolutely but i it's don't know a- no, but it's still a theory. And so she's yeah. saying if we think that they feed off power in order to manifest motion, whatever, yeah. like that's a big honking power source out there. True. Yeah. So I thought that was neat. It's Oh, it was definitely neat. But yeah. it was like every I mean, every every time they try to explain something, they're like, yeah, yeah, power grid, probably a food source. I know. I'm like, they, just you, they, they treat with such confidence that any of this equipment is doing anything. I know. EVPs. You know right. what I mean? Like any, any of this stuff. Seeing things on thermal camera, like... 
You don't know. Like This could be doing nothing. I know. I have a question about EVPs that I know you won't be able to answer, but I'm just kind of putting it out there. So, like I we can said, definitely answer it. I'm sure you can. I shouldn't sell you short. Um, there, Like we said, there are like a million EVPs in this. And yeah. I would say half of them, which is much higher than usual, half of them I could hear what they're saying it said. I was like, huh. All right. I can kind of hear that or whatever. No, but my point is, it's not even contrasting that basically. The fact that we can hear anything on an EVP, like even something that's right. like completely indecipherable, like that's, where is that sound coming from? You know what I mean? So like you could either say it's a ghost or whatever. Yeah. And maybe it's just that they, they're just making that noise. Maybe they can't articulate words because it takes too much power for them to do so, but they're just trying to make themselves known. But on a more real life level, like... Are these microphones like picking up the sound of like your house settling and stuff? Yeah, definitely. Because there is a sound happening. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. are they so sensitive that they're picking up like stuff in your walls and everything? I mean, I guess. Right? I mean, that's probably part of it. Yeah. They could literally be picking up like if your stomach gurgles. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's picking up just whatever happens in the space. And just because your human ears don't pick up on it doesn't mean that the microphone doesn't take right, it. Right, right. Like, for example, I'll give you a very guide to the unknown example, actually. Mm -hmm. I screwed up the audio for last week's episode. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear, hear anybody say boo about it. It's fine. It. There's a whine. There's like a high pitched whine yep. in the episode because I used the wrong audio source. Mm -hmm. And so, because the way I've got our gear set up, when we record live, there's technically a little, a little hum, a little electric, electronic sound back there. Yeah. That's just like feedback in the wires. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Take that and extrapolate it to a ton of people yes. walking around a huge environment, yeah. carrying that recording device with them everywhere they go. Yeah. It, it, you're bound to pick up all kinds. It's like picking up yeah, dust or something. It's like picking up dirt on the bottom of your shoes. Mm -hmm. You carry that microphone with you everywhere you go. You're That's going a very to, good analogy. You're going to pick up little sounds all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I felt, because there were so many EVPs in the episode... I always, I think everybody does, even even instinctively, when you hear someone go like, did you hear what that EVP said? Mm -hmm. It said, get out. Yeah. And then they play it back and it's like, it will. <laughs> it will. I and know. you say, it says, get out. You start to convince yourself that it does. And it's mostly like, it's got the same amount of syllables, right. I think. Sometimes it might sound close. I'm not, I don't want to also say that they never do sound close. No, no, I know. Very I infrequently, like often I I do not hearing anything. I'm not able to convince myself. And I'm not like, at all. What the hell is? It's just a noise. I don't know what that is. Absolutely. And so I I think mm -hmm. that 99 percent of it is like when you're looking at clouds and you see a face, mm -hmm. and it's like we're just as humans we yeah. pick up on patterns. Was it pareidolia? Pareidolia. Yeah. And so in audio, it's the same thing. You hear something and you you tell yourself the story of what it must mean, especially yeah. because you've convinced yourself that there are ghosts here and they might be trying to communicate to us through a microphone. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but. I think uh, uh, maybe 1% mm -hmm. of those, it does sound like a voice. Yeah. I don't even know that it ever sounds like the thing that they say it sounds like it's saying. There were a handful where I was like, oh, I actually hear that. Yeah. Um, but very often I feel the same way. I'm like, I don't even hear a voice in that. Yeah. I just hear some sort of weird noise. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It, it, it's so strange. Well, well, I think we should probably move on to the next episode. Do you have anything else from this episode that you'd like to say before we do that? I do. I do. I have, I have one uh, significant thing 
thing. I had two that I really want to say. Okay. One, I really enjoyed some of the, the pieces of, uh, of quote-unquote evidence that they got in this episode. I was very yeah. entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Most of it was EVPs. However... Um, I liked some of the other evidence that they got that was like a lot more tangible. Yeah, yeah. They, at one point, they talk about this guy, Roy, Mm -hmm. who had been, uh, he had lived at the Rolling Hills Asylum and he had gigantism. So he was a very tall person. And the Ghost Adventures crew take pictures and then there's like a shadow that is shaped like a person. Yeah. And they're like, that might be Roy. And I'm like, you know. That was one of the best looking pictures. It's one of the best ghost pictures I've yes. ever seen in my entire life. I feel the same. Again, I don't know if I can ever, out same. of this show especially, I don't know if I can ever be like, look at that evidence. But it was entertaining in the extreme. Yeah, you can at least be like, because they show you so many things. And like most of them, you're just like, I don't see what you're seeing at all. Yeah. This one, I could see what they were seeing. And it yes. feels satisfying. And I was like, this is the best evidence of ghosts ever. Yeah. Like make a meal out of this forever. But next week on the show, they're just going to go someplace else. I know. And there's going to be a whole other thing. Is there a thing at all? Is there a thing at all? To take the evidence, the mm-hmm. individual bits and pieces of evidence from Ghost Adventures and drill into those more. I guess maybe there's not even anything to do. But it's not True. like they'll have a picture and then just show it to somebody who goes like, yeah, 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 it looks like there's a person in here. Yeah, right. I know. And that's like, like the end of it. You're right. It does. I know. It's, and in the moment, they sometimes talk about it like it's so momentous. They're like, this is the best heat signature yeah. of a non-human entity that we have ever had. This is like historic, but right. it doesn't go any further. It's than like that. put it in the vault and we'll go to the next place tomorrow. I know. They should be. I want Zach Bagans to be speaking in front of Congress. With all of this stuff about like, <laughs> with all the UFO stuff that's going on, yeah. Send in Aaron Goodwin. He's he sets up like the podium. He sets up William. like. <laughs> he should run for office. He's our hope. Exactly. People have been saying we need yes. somebody strong to go up against Trump. Mm-hmm. This is our man. Him. He can <laughs> or do it. Him. him, Vice President Aaron Goodwin. <laughs> yeah. I I uh, listen. Our He's ghosts, strong. All this. Okay. All right. Listen. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're, you're, you're detracting from my very, very sane and not joke point. <laughs> I agreed. That if aliens are being discussed as much as they have been, yes. even today, um, one of those Mitch That's McConnell's, this. one of those guys, the old guy with glasses. Interchangeable old white men. Old guy with glasses at a podium. <laughs> I saw him speaking. Chuck Schumer. I was just, I pictured Chuck Schumer. It was, it was Chuck Schumer. William, you sent it to me. It, I did. Yeah. He was like. I, I don't know why we don't know more. We should know more. I'm like, they're still talking about it. <laughs> That's not what you want to hear, though. I know, man. You got to give us more than that, We Mr. should Schumer. know more. But like, it's like, why <laughs> isn't Zach Bagans bringing his evidence of the afterlife to them as well? I agree. Why are we as concerned as, about ghosts? We're very concerned on a governmental level yeah. about aliens. Ghosts are among us, man. Yeah. Well, also like- They're down here. Aliens are up there. I'm sensing more joke uh, attitude from you. <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying to take this seriously, I'm sorry, I'm damn sorry. it. Go ahead. My point is if Mr. Bagans' evidence is so gosh darn compelling, and it appears to me that in the Rolling Hills Asylum episode of Ghost Adventure Season 4, four episode, episode two. 2, he got the best photo of Roy yeah. that anyone's ever had of Roy. And if that could even be construed as true evidence, isn't it an indication that ghosts, if bring it to a government organization who has tons of this. money yeah. to research this stuff, and maybe they can figure out the way that we can talk to them and stuff. Can you imagine if we could contact the dead? 
I don't know what I would do. Like officially? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I know. I, I'm joking and everything, but I completely agree. Like, is there a wing of the government that is investigating this stuff right. the same way that there was a secret wing that yes. was always investigating yes, UFOs? Yes, absolutely. Right. It could be. They've got to do so it. silly, but- Aliens are finally know. getting their day in the sun right. where it's like no longer is it like a nerdy thing, now it's a boring thing. Yeah, so, so boring. <laughs> Sucked all the fun, it's which was minimal fun. Not already. Not at all. Yeah. But so, like, ghosts deserve better. I agree. And Mr. Bagans is doing the good work. Yeah. But he always moves on. I know. They don't give he their evidence. The location. They don't give their evidence any room to breathe. No. No. We need to linger on it more. We do. Uh, they have to let it linger. Yeah. Last thing I want to say about this episode, uh, Nick also gets a scream on yes. his tape that I loved. Yes. He's, totally. like, sitting in a room surrounded by candles. Which, by the way, if he was looking for a reaction, I think he phrased his request for somebody to do something kind of incorrectly. So he's sitting in the middle of these candles because it was said that there was a nurse who lived in this room who was into the occult. And Emmy, said, they say. Yes. And he said, if these candles are irritating you, blow them out. Yeah. I'm never irritated by a candle. True. I yeah, wouldn't right. blow it out. Yeah, that's totally so true. So you should just say, can you blow this out so I know you're here? But then on his microphone, he picks up clearly a woman yelling. Yes. Like not an EVP, not a pareidolia, a woman yelling. Yeah. Which brings to mind the following. Mm -hmm. Tell him Steve Dave uh, had an episode. They, they were hired to do shows exclusive to the Zune platform. Nice. <laughs> like, oh, I know. You're yeah, you know I, I listened to all these. Yeah. Uh, it, they called it TESD Overkill. Mm -hmm. And most of them were paranormal themed or horror themed. Yeah. They went on a ghost hunt to Willowbrook. Mm -hmm. And in it, at the end, they hear a girl yelling and screaming. Oy. Turns out to be kids that are just playing around in the woods. Yeah. It's but so scary, though. It's so scary. <laughs> But so, like, it could be then, like, it could have just been somebody else that's in the Rolling Hills Asylum area, kids Absolutely. kids goofing around. But Like weird and jaying. Totally. You know? yeah. Totally. But there was a scream in that audio that I really enjoyed. Yes. So here's, here's the last last, because I looked up on online to see if anybody had any comments on this episode. Oh, great. On the Ghost Adventures Reddit, a post one year ago from Haunted Halloween underscore 96. The producers got it wrong, they mm. say. So I went to Rolling Hills Asylum last night and learned something about the producers on Ghost Adventures that made me rethink everything. At the Rolling Hills Asylum, the owner was saying that the producers gave some spirits bad reputations. Uh. And to this day, she has to correct people. Now, 13 years later. Hmm. First, she says that the nurse's name that you just referenced was not Emmy, as they say in the show constantly. It was Emma. Uh. They don't even get like a basic Weird. history detail right. Uh, second, she stated that the producers heard rumors about Emma doing black magic and ran with it just to make the show more interesting. They didn't even bother to fact check themselves. She stated that it had nothing to do with Zach and his team, not mm -hmm. Aaron and not Nick, but specifically the producers hmm. making up stuff in the ephemera, like all around the show. Interesting. Makes me wonder what else they've lied about uh, and if it's the reason why the shows recently have been all about dark stuff and demons. Rather than like real history and stuff because they got the, the real history wrong. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, which huh. is interesting. No, that is interesting. I'm not shocked to hear that. Not shocked in you the know? least. Yeah. Got to juice it up. Oh, got to get that juice. Oof. They've been juicing. All right, well, that's that's uh, Ghost Adventures of 13 yeah. years ago. I think we packed this one too tight. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I was thinking we usually only did one, but that's okay. That didn't seem possible. 
but I guess, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You are right. That's all right. That's all right. We're going to do it this time. We just know for it. the future that yes. one is we enough because yes, there's right. enough to talk about. So before we move on to the next episode from 2023, Scotty's Castle. Scotty Dude. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Whoa. What a great reference. Thank you. Wow. Was that even, was that itself outdated in 2010, do you think? <laughs> Could it have been? I don't know. When did uh Scotty do it? <laughs> when did Gold Member come I'm out? I'm not sure, but zip it. Because before we get <laughs> Beyonce to Beyonce made a gold member reference, by the way, in the Renaissance movie. Oh my god. What'd she say? Which means she did the Renaissance. Solid tour. gold. <laughs> Solid gold. No, um, she was talking to the beehive, like her, okay. her fans or whatever. And then she said, Oh, beehive. And then started singing. No way. Yeah. Whoa. Way. That wasn't. <laughs> well, we are here to say that if you're loving everything that we're doing, consider supporting us. Go to patreon.com slash GTTUpod. Again, this entire episode is predicated on the idea that all of our Zach Bagans material is exclusive to our Patreon. Yeah. So we opened the floodgates here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so go poke around and you'll find a lot more Ooh, on yeah. Patreon. We've got an entire other podcast over there called The Netherworld Dispatch. Every single Monday, Kristen and I are releasing brand new episodes that most of the world will never hear. Right. The world will never know about. The select few who choose to. Including our most recent episode, Five Nights at Freddy's Origins. Yeah. Kristen and I went back to the very beginning of the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, literally played some of the game. You'll see us get jump scared a good couple of times. Oh, yeah. And then we try to poke around in the lore and stuff. And it seems like it actually might be the start of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. We I thought it was very fun. Greatly enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. So go check out that show and many, many more. We've mm-hmm. got different tiers up there. Find the one that fits you. You'll get, you know, different perks. The The top of the line perk is our demon tier, which yep. gets you the Netherworld Dispatch every single Monday. You won't miss a beat. That's uh, right. We also have movie it. commentaries. We have commentaries for all of the Scream movies, all of the Twilight movies, Hell yeah. and the Blair Witch Project. And by the way, we also have a $1 tier. That one gets you just access to our Discord, which all of the higher tiers get as well. But the Discord is like a really cool chat room with super nice people talking about all kinds of stuff every single day. Highly recommend. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. And thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yes. So let's talk about Scotty's Castle. This now is season 28, episode (laughs) 18, which came out at the end of October. Yeah. 2023. The spookiest time of year. Now, just generally, I I recommend the last one, Mm -hmm. by the way. I thought it was very gonzo and quite frankly, too much evidence. Yes. I know. It was packed. Now, how'd you feel just generally about this episode? liked it. I do think I can keep it relatively brief on Scotty's Castle. That's fine with me. I liked it. I really liked the setting. Like that place was really cool. It it was neat to have somewhere that looks like a castle so outwardly, like has turrets and stuff, Mm -hmm. like those kind of round structures that you think about with castles. But the inside was functional as a a fairly modern home. Like there's, you know, stairs with tiling. Like it, it just kind of, it looked... Not totally foreign. And I thought that that was like a really neat dichotomy kind Mm. of. I would like Um, to, I think we could almost do an episode on Scotty's castle. Well, you know what? I, no. You don't think so? No, not really. There's nothing to it? No. So this, when you were talking about the, the 
per, the producers kind of like drumming stuff up. I wonder if a similar thing happened here. So they set the scene at Scotty's castle with this story. They say that there was a guy whose uh, his name is Walter Scott, who was like a con man. Who he was lived... known as Death Valley Scotty. That's right. So he's a con man. He would tell people that he has, you know, this like gold mine, literally, um, that they can, you know, work on and get gold. They're going to get tons of money. Blah, There's going to be a gold rush in yes. Death Valley. Yes. So he got in touch with this guy whose name was Albert Johnson and told him to come out to Death Valley. Um, you're going to make all of this money. It's going to be awesome. So Albert Johnson comes out and it's not true. It's like a scheme. It's a Yet, desert. It's a desert. And also, I didn't realize that it's the hottest place on Earth. Neither did I. Zach Bagans goes, why'd they build a castle in the most inhospitable place on Earth? <laughs> right. Totally. Apparently, it had a record high of 134 degrees. Ugh. And then just a couple of years ago, the runner-up uh, heat was at 132. Yeah. Which is crazy. H horrible. But so he came out there, and even though he realized that Scotty is like a swindler. Scotty do it. Scotty do. He likes Scotty. He loved Scotty. And they stayed friends. And I was like, what is the story here? Yeah. So um, he built a castle as a home for himself, Albert did, and his wife, whose name was Bessie. They named it Scotty's Castle yeah. and invited Scotty to live there. And in the show, they say that um, one time Albert said, Scotty has a great appetite for money and I like to give it to him. Yeah. What kind of Findom situation was going on what here? What term did you just use? You know it because we had, our, we had our Patreon structured around it at one point. Financial domination. Yes, this is a Findom. This is a fetish out there where people are into uh, giving other people money, like sex sex workers who are like, "You're gonna give me ten thousand dollars, you pathetic worm." I am a pathetic and worm. Here's, yeah. here's ten thousand dollars. Yes, I forgot about this. This is some guide to the unknown deep lore. <laughs> yeah. Talk about Patreon on Patreon. Before we started doing the Netherworld Dispatch weekly. Yeah, we, we did it monthly. We did it monthly and we had a tier, a $25,000 tier or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. That was called the Sinister Sugar Daddies. Yeah, or Sugar Babies or something Sinister I guess, Sugar right? Babies. Yeah. And the idea was just to try to... To get somebody who's into Findom. I mean, the real idea was that it was funny yes, to have know. a $25,000 tier on your Patreon. And I think that the description for that tier was, you want to give us all your money, you pathetic worm. <laughs> I think. Oh, that's great. I know. That's great. We should have that back. I know. <laughs> that's amazing. Why not? No, yeah, why not? Um. So, yeah, that was what came you to pathetic mind. pathetic worm. <laughs> it's amazing. I know. That was what came to mind. Obviously, I don't know, but it's weird to be like, this guy loves money and I love giving it to him. And then I felt like they were kind of suggesting it with their, um, like the little reenactment silhouettes of people. Like, I, I don't know. I just felt like they were kind of saying that there was something going on with Albert. You did too, right? With Albert and Bessie and Scott, Scotty. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that like, it's like a modern I think it, it. I think it's perfectly appropriate from a modern perspective to speculate to some extent, yeah. where it's like I, I feel like we do this a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like we find out that like Uncle Hank. It's an unusual like living structure for right. yeah, yeah, three yeah, yeah. people to be living together, and it's just a friend. It's not a family member or anything. Yeah. Um. And it was like a. It's not like he was crashing for a little bit. My impression is that they lived together. Oh yeah. In you know? Scotty's castle. In Scotty's castle. Which Albert Johnson built for his wife. 
Right? So then it's Scotty's like maybe, castle. That maybe guy there's like a poly thing going on. Who has an insatiable alp- appetite that Albert likes to feed? Yeah. I mean, come on. Scotty's <laughs> got his appetites. The subtext is kind of text. Yeah. However, after the episode, I went online and I was like Googling all kinds of stuff and there was no reference to anything like that. I didn't really? find anything about them potentially maybe in some sort of like poly relationship yeah, yeah, i yeah. didn't find anything about the occult which they also imply yes. that like they, they say that that in 2005 or 4 mm-hmm. uh they believe that somebody broke in and was doing some sort of ritual that there was like a, a symbol drawn on the ground and yeah. stuff written on the walls and it's just like the kind of like satanic panic nonsense right. that happens every. They said the same thing about Rolling Hills Asylum. Yeah, totally. Just like that's always Anywhere the fear is that abandoned. there's roving gangs of Satanists that are just looking for abandoned buildings to sneak in to do a ritual, whatever Finally. that may be. W- ambiguous. Totally. I, I have same to say, from I was, too. Yes, I was looking for the occult as it pertains to Albert and Scotty and uh, what's her name, Bessie. Bessie. Um, I'm sure if I did a cult Scotty's Castle, other things would come up. But I think that they said like, oh, what were they up to in there? Yeah. Oh, because they had the tiling on the floor um, be a six-pointed star. Yeah. And they were like, oh, they, which is true. They're like, oh, this is a symbol that's used in a lot of spiritual. Pra- I'm sure they didn't say spiritual, but it is used in a lot of spiritual practices. A hexagram, they called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think they were just trying to like drum up a thing and I didn't it, find anything about it online. So that's why I'm saying, I don't think we can do Scotty's castle. It totally seemed like a bunch of hogwash. Yeah. Uh, there was another notable incident that happened a couple of years ago in 2021. There had been a fire there. It was like for a, weird. a garage or like a building that was not connected to the castle itself, but was on the property Yeah, burned to the ground. And they make a big meal out of talking about how there's no electricity on the property. Mm-hmm. There were no people there at all. Right. There were no storms. So how did it burn to the ground? And at best, they're like, well, what had been kept there? Mm-hmm. She goes, their old car. Right. It was their old, uh, uh, the vehicle that Albert, now evidently Albert and Bessie, I know. there's like a bizarre redacted document about their death mm-hmm. and the car is central to it. But it's stated on the show that allegedly, and this is not how history remembers Albert and Bessie, no. but allegedly on Ghost Adventures, they reveal Albert killed Bessie yeah. by driving over her with the car. Right. So then they have this weird speculation that, well, the car had been removed from that house shortly before the fire. Mm-hmm. So was that they said, was Bessie angry about that? And I was like, was Bessie angry about her supposed murder weapon being removed? removed? And like, so she burned down the place where it used to be? Yeah. Like these, none of these things make any form of logical sense. No. And what I was wondering about the fire, because that is really bizarre that yeah. there's no electricity. There wasn't a, a storm or anything. However, they are in the desert, yeah. which is like dry as hell. Could there have just been some sort of like freak show friction incident that caused something and like blew over into the house. I mean, definitely. You know what I mean? Because you can rub two sticks together, sans lightning, yeah, and sans electricity, yeah, and get a fire. Classic going. freak show friction incident, right? I, I, I just think I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened, but something happened. That also, started... could have been teens who were smoking cigarettes in there. Absolutely, something happened that started a fire and yeah. the, it burned down. Or it could have been a ghost. Or it could have been a ghost. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, uh, then at night they're joined, as you mentioned, by Patty Negri, who's mm-hmm. a medium. Yes. What do you no. know about this person and and their situation? Is she okay? Not, not much. So I know that she's on ghost adventures sometimes. Uh-huh. I know. I've seen her. Oh, I've seen her. Um, 
I know that friend of the pod, Tammy from Holly Weird Paranormal, has done some events with Patty Negri, which then tips it more into the like, okay, sounds cool sort of category. And I also know that I've heard her on Bridget Marquard's ghost podcast. And I thought she sounded just cool and normal there. On this episode, I was like, wow, what's up? She is feeling it. So they bring her in. I'd cut around everything she's doing, which it seems like they mostly did. I know she's not in it very much. I could have used more. I got to tell you. If she's going to be there, I need some more context as to what she's doing. Because she's. They said like, they said like, this is psychic medium, Patty Negri, who's coming with us to protect us or something. Well, they go, they go like, while I was doing this, Patty was in the bathroom really feeling it. And they like, she's like, cut to Patty going like. uh, 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 uh." I know. She's like rocking out. And like opening and shutting her mouth a lot, but no sound and stuff. And I was like, "Wait a minute, you know her? Like, you know you did you know did you know she was here? You know her? <laughs> what well, is going that, on? When they first entered, she like worked to stir up the energy. She was like the chant ma. This was like, the, the what height. Did, of... What did she say? She said it like she goes there there there. I have okay. so much in my notes about this Findom situation. She kept saying... To- <laughs> How much did you need to write about that? <laughs> um, she said that there's a dark energy here. What- it heightened spiritual energy, the Ma chant. Yes, it's so confusing. She says, there's there's dark energy here. What is it? And then she says, oh, quote, it's the worst thing in the world. Whatever the worst thing in the world is. I know, I didn't understand. Like, well, that's useless. <laughs> and then she says, we're going to do a Ma chant. She says, quote, it's either going to use it or hate it, or both. I don't know. I also, like, in yoga, I remember she talking had, she about... Had, she get paid for this? <laughs> there's, um, there's an idea of... It's called a seed mantra. I think it's I think it's called a Bijan mantra. But it's like kind of like a... It's basically a, a one... A Dijon so- mantra? <laughs> That's my mantra, is Dijon. <gasps> oh my God, why don't I just use Dijon? Pardon me. <laughs> You already know. There's no need to finish the joke. You already know. Can <laughs> um, pass the great football for yes. the rest of you? Uh, I, and I think Ma was a seed mantra. And these are supposed to be things that are kind of like calming and like feel good. So I was surprised to hear that the Ma chant heightens spiritual energy, which also, what the heck do I or, know? I mean, or it's either going to use it, meaning maybe it is going to increase the energy yeah. or, quote, it's going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but or way, both but either way they want to stir it up so honestly this is like her provoking the spirits in her own way the same way that zach would be like i'm the warden she's i miss that he's got to bring that back she's doing ma bring that back zach <laughs> i miss that him just being like kick your ass you ghost <laughs> i think it's still present no I would... he doesn't do that anymore are you sure yeah because he used to do you remember he used to do yeah some no i guess you're right i guess you're right like was pretty inappropriate you're correct that's right he'd like make fun of ghosts for how they died yeah that wasn't remember good. that just to try to get a ghost to punch him yeah that wasn't good at all and it never yeah, worked. he doesn't do that and, you're right. and it never worked once <laughs> <laughs> ever in 13 plus years i know <laughs> It makes you pretty confident that you can provoke them without fear mm-hmm. the, <laughs> of reprisal. The man without fear. That's, <laughs> and that's who we need as our president. Mm. Um, ding, ding, ding. So after they do, she starts the Ma chant and she has them all join in. And then after that, Zach is like, I'm feeling very uncomfortable. And I was like, yeah, because you just did something weird. So the weirdest thing, you stood in a circle going, mm-hmm. <laughs> Of course you're feeling uncomfortable. Like in 
yoga teacher training, like if we had, or even just in any yoga class, you know, like maybe some people have there been to a class where the teacher's like, I invite you to join me in a chant of home. And everybody's like, oh God. Oh, no, and like some oh, no. people do it. And do everybody's do? like ending at different times, like um, different pitches. And it's so uncomfortable. Teacher, I have diarrhea. I got to go home. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. So they just say so ma the and they drag it out. That's yeah. the chant. Right. But even her saying they're either going to use it or hate it or both is identical mm -hmm. when a certain doctor, Peter Venkman, oh. went into Dana Barrett's apartment and touches the piano and goes, -lee 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 -lee. they mm -hmm. hate this. <laughs> I like to torture him. Yeah. That's right, boys. It's Dr. Venkman. <laughs> That's the same thing. No, he not. was riling them up. Well, they yeah, hate this. That is. They hate this. I like to torture them. But wait, was it that she said they'll either love this or hate this? It's or either it? it. She only uses it right. for a dark energy. Right. It's either going to use it or hate it. Oh, right, Or right. both. They oh. hate this. Well, it's really only the hate I part. I like to torture them. It's only the hate part that's the same. I'm just saying. I'm it's just not the saying. exact same. Do All she all it turned out to be was an annoying sound. <laughs> An annoying sound to annoy the ghosts into acting up. Or they could have used it. It's the same as They could have flown on Kristen, <laughs> the chant of mom. This is, this, this is the most out there. Whatever this lady was doing. That's not, no, it's not the most out there. It's out, I don't know. I see all kinds of out there stuff. So to me, it's like, that's Man. a well, we gotta look walk at that in too. the park. We gotta look at that too, because this lady, <laughs> yeah, yikes. It is out there. But um, I would like to... I will say there was there was some evidence in this that I did think that was pretty cool. I sort of referenced it obliquely before that thermal energy picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that was neat because so basically they set up one of those cameras that if there's a person in a shot, everything else is like bluish. And then the person will be mapped as like red and yellow and orange and stuff like Predator that. Predator vision. Heat, yeah. heat vision. Exactly. And in this picture that they took, there is some sort of. Let's say they're saying figure there's some sort of something that's kind of in a doorway behind the person who's in the picture, the human person. And it's kind of mapped as a person, but it's not mapped in that heat vision that any human would be. in. it's just like a different shade Room of temperature. Blue. Yeah. But it's like the sh there's like a head. Um, there's a nose, the face. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah. It's a head and like shoulders and whatever. And I loved this. Pretty awesome. One hundred percent. I'm not going to say that it's a person shaped thing. I'm mm. going to say there's a person. Yeah. There's a person in the doorway, mm -hmm. partially in the doorway, mm -hmm. but they are room temperature. Right. I thought it was that cool, was right? awesome. But again, yeah. there are all kinds of parts of my brain that are like maybe the thermal imaging can't see that far, so anything at that yeah. distance is blue. I don't know. Sure, but, but I don't like. Know. This, I loved it. Cool. It didn't, it wasn't vague to me. It was, that's a person. I can tell you, it was a little vague to me. Really? Was, yeah. Like I could, when they, it was vague to me at first, I guess it was the whole time, but anyway, it got less vague when they sort of did a thing on the screen where they were like, this is the head, like pointing to the head. These are the shoulders, whatever. Yeah. I was kind of confused because it was a lighter blue and then like a darker blue, I guess for the legs. And then they were like, and then this is a toe. Yeah. It, was, it was like a spot like a, of the lighter like, blue. They're like, that's its little toe. <laughs> yeah, it's little toe. And it was like a spot of the lighter blue. But yeah. it, it wasn't continuous all the way down. Yeah, so I took it me. as like a, a person peeking around a door frame. And so you can see part of their shoulder, no legs in the door frame, and then just part of the, the tip of their shoe. Oh, that makes way more sense. That's how I looked at it. Okay. That makes uh, whenever sense. they look at these things up close, they go like, look, its mouth is open. <laughs> it's yelling. I'm like, that's you can't oh. see that. Don't push it. 
All right, you've already got me that the, I was intrigued, but don't push it and be like, its mouth is open. Oh, I think he tipped his hat. He's winking at me. It's like, that's a stretch. They did this. They did that outside. Like, and also I liked this. Like, I liked that Bill Tolley was like, oh yeah, I just bought this new camera. Like they seem psyched about yeah, they do. all the stuff. So anyway, he, he was like, I just bought this new camera. It's a UV camera. It's different than the thermal thing we were just talking about. But he took a picture outside and then they see this like kind of triangular shaped thing. And they were like, it's a face with a hat around it. And I was like, what? I did end up seeing the face. I could absolutely not see it for the first couple yeah. times they put it on screen. It just looked like a jellyfish to me. Yeah. And then it looked I, like a little slimer. Yeah. And then I finally was like, oh, I kind of see what's happening yeah. here. But like, it's not a face with a hat on. They, everything you can't go to 11 for every single piece of evidence no. you know yeah totally. so let's get to the big moment they're yeah. in the cathedral they're using what they call the xls camera this is always hard to explain it's a special type of camera that picks up on the shapes of people mm-hmm. so if you're familiar with xbox it's the microsoft connect yeah which literally could map how many people are in a room for a video game's purposes and it'll literally put on the screen a little stick figure person to be like there's a person here and yeah. a person there so if it's mapping things and saying there's a person here in a room where there are no people or where it's, you know, it's mapping where there isn't a person, then you're like, okay, That's so it's ghost. picking up on a ghost, picking up on a which ghost, is such a though. cool idea. I it's love that. It's a great idea. Yeah. I believe, a, I believe a Microsoft connect an Xbox connect. I think it's in paranormal activity Four. Oh, I want to say. Yeah. But so, um, uh, they've got bill Tolley is in the shot. So mm-hmm. he's got a stick figure on him because he's a human. Right. But then there's this other stick figure this thing so that's weird. all stretched out and busted. It's it like gl- awesome. it's like a video game glitching. Yeah. And it's on the ground. It was awesome. And for a while. And like, st- yeah, just stretching out at one point. Like, I think Aram's like, it looks like its foot is like stuck under something and it's trying to get away from it. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Like, it's just moving strange. The stick figure is just glitching out. Yeah. And it looked to me like it was doing like the Exorcist spider walk. Yes. I thought the same thing. Until yeah. Zach goes is that a human sacrifice? And I was like, oh my God, they're in the cathedral where they've already said there may, there may have been dark rituals. This is a ghost of like a dead body that's already been sacrificed right. or something. And, and it's that's not, why it's like on the ground or it's something. It's not spider walking, it's lying on the ground. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. I know. And then it started to like glom toward Bill Tully. And moving in such a weird way. It's like all yeah. herky-jerky. But then they get into this weird stuff where it's like, look, there's a triangle pattern in it. Like the triangles and the tiles. I'm like, don't push it, don't push it. You've already got something and good. And they were saying that that face that I was just talking about outside looks like yeah. a jellyfish is also trying. They're like, what's the symbolism? I was like, well, there were three people who lived here. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not that hard. Well, but it's also, it's also not anything, but like also, if you're yeah. looking for if you're, something, if it's If you're like, trying to derive meaning. Doy. But my thing is like this XLS thing, the, 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 the stick figure is already cool. Don't get into the triangle game. I know. It's not working. I know. Stick with the cool part. So this triangle, this, this stick figure man is crawling over to Bill Tolley. But then they make another mistake. Yeah. Uh, you already referenced it. We're seeing all of this happening. We're seeing like what the computer screen is showing of like the stick figures wiggling around. Mm-hmm. But then they cut to somebody else's camera angle where yeah. Aaron and Zach are standing side by side looking at Bill Tolley. We can no longer like, see the stick figures. He's like semi-hunched. There was a reason for it. I can't remember what it was. Well, he's going, there's a warm air down here. Oh, yes, here. yes, yes. He goes, there's a warm air down here around my knees. I'm like, you trying to tell us you farted? <laughs> Exactly. No, he couldn't have. Heat rises. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it would have been back here. A cold fart. 
<laughs> Very strange. Rare. Elusive cold fart. Yes. Wow. They um, did capture evidence of something. That's amazing. An anomaly. Congratulations, Bill Tolley. <laughs> yeah. See the one that's from Ghost Pimps? Yes, I was about to say congratulations to the Ghost Pimp. A Ghost Pimp to the end, hey? That was his original I, group before I, Ghost Adventures, Ghost Pimps. I wonder if he's just like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Uh, you gotta hope. Yeah. I you gotta hope. hope that it's embarrassing to him. Yeah. So uh, now that we can see from an independent person's perspective without seeing the silly stick figure that is fun and right. spooky and weird. And they are cheering it on like it's a sports game or something. They're like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. yes. But right. Go ahead. All of a sudden, it's just two guys standing side by side looking at a third guy who's sort of hunched over going like, whoa, look at that. Ah, It's getting you. It's getting you. Look out, Bill. And it's like. Nothing is happening. It looks like three gentlemen playing pretend. It's what we were saying before. It's three people went to a dark place and just started lying to each other. Just making something up. It looks so. And back then comparing goosebumps. Yes. It looks so weird from another angle. It's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, oh, it's getting you. Oh, it's right on you. It's getting you. Oh my God, just reach for your shoulder, dude. And they're like not even moving. It's so funny. (laughs) It's so embarrassing, but great. And it made them it's very vulnerable millionaires. I know it's it's easy to be vulnerable when you make so much money, but still, it's like, totally true. I just wonder if they ever come out of themselves during. I know, maybe not. <laughs> um, I've only got a, a few last things mm-hmm. uh, for this episode. Yeah, and so therefore for yeah, our I don't episode. think I really do. Oh, yes, I do. Um, one is that Zach, uh, at some point, I, I don't know, I don't remember exactly when or why, mm-hmm. they took like a photo, they do a lot of stuff with orbs in this. Yeah. Where they're like, we took, in our camera, we saw this thing move toward us. It's not an insect and it's not dust. Right. So what could it be? I'm like, you don't, how do you know it's not an insect or dust? I know, did you track it down? And like, then he goes, and then we noticed these lights in the sky happening in a perfect line. Yeah. And I went, it's Starlink. Right. Which is this satellite that's orbiting the planet right now. Look up Starlink. Yeah, totally. You'll constantly see, and I did this myself just a few weeks ago. I was coming in from somewhere Mm -hmm. and I happened to look up and I saw a line of lights in the sky. Yeah. I was like, what is this? So I took a video of it and Mm -hmm. the video, it's like anybody, anybody's ghost video of me being like, uh, so I'm standing out here and I'm looking up here. What is this? Yeah. And then I Googled it and in five seconds I found out it's a line of satellites all in a row. Mm-hmm. It is very strange looking. It is. But there's a very rational explanation. And so no sooner do I go, it's Starlink. Yeah. Then Zach's voiceover comes in and goes, we found out that it was Starlink, a, a line of satellites. I'm like, good. Yeah. I, I love that they just debunked that. And he goes, but how strangely timed is it that that happened when I saw the orb? I don't I'm know. Like, you, again. But you see orbs like every day. Don't push it. Yeah. It's not strangely timed if that thing is always up there. Right. And if you do this all the time. Yeah, you're always doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So they would converge. Yeah, it's not strangely timed at all. No. Don't. The more you reach. I agree. The more it devalues all the rest of the fun stuff. Totally. Like I, so I and a lot of other people really, really love um the documentary series hellier yes and there are also people who complain that nothing happens in it or whatever true in a sense however it makes it more believable and easier to kind of like follow them on their thought processes and like there's just a lot of like wondering about could it be this could it be that like playing it out yeah and that's so much more compelling to me you know i guess i find this compelling in a different just entertainment way but it's it's more compelling in like a a thoughtful way i was about to use the exact same word yeah 
being thoughtful versus mm-hmm. non sequiturs and cul-de-sacs of ideas. Yeah, exactly. So I, in that way, I would much rather see nothing happen. Right. But it's very, very interesting. Yes. Than like I know this orb isn't dust and how this happened. It's just like it's not that it's, interesting. It's, you turned it into nothing. It's Zach. fun. It's you not turned it into nothing. Yeah, exactly. You turned it into just something to watch and forget that you saw it five yeah. seconds later. Yep. Um, and then uh, one of the best things that uh, happens is Zach tries on uh, infrared binoculars, this is what I, yeah. which strap onto his face like Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters, that silly yeah. little headset thing. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of this, that he can see in infrared now. So he even says, he's like, it made me more nervous that something's going to jump out at me. Yeah. Because he's able to see in the dark quite clearly now. <laughs> That's scary. But he uh, he immediately <laughs> walks. He goes, where's the door? Is this it? And he reaches out and grabs a cactus. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, oh my God. You hear the other guys go, did he just walk into a cactus? Oh my God, he just walked into a cactus. It was amazing. And they they take a couple seconds there to zoom in on his hand. He's like, oh, oh. And you can like see little needles sticking out. And then they give a, a second. He goes, first of all, he goes, this isn't working out. Which I loved. <laughs> so this isn't working. The goggles aren't working out because he walked into a cactus. Yep. It's the goggles fault. Yeah. It's not working out for him. This isn't working out. And then he, his voiceover says that it took him more than seven days to get all the little needles out of his hand with tweezers. God. Which is like, yeah, yeah. you. that's what happens when you grab a cactus like it's a doorknob and start yanking. <laughs> Twisting and pulling. Also in the Oh, it's a cactus. In the previous episode, um Aaron's like, "Oh, I've sp- oh, I spider webs on my face." And uh, Zach goes, "Oh my gosh, Aaron." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh my gosh. Um uh but yeah, I also thought it was weird to just be like, that's the equivalent of just being like you see somebody get injured on a show and then the voiceover goes like, "My my I stubbed my toe and it was throbbing for 5 days." Yeah, it's like, "Okay." Okay. Take care of it. Right. Were you fine? Handle it. You were fine, weren't you? I bet he went home and Holly Madison was helping him pick out the little thingies. I also, him saying more than seven days is just a highfalutin way to be like a week. I know. You know what I mean? But he talks so weird. Yeah. I was thinking about like how in anybody's life, like you ever like get like a, you like break a glass yeah. and the glass shatters and stuff. And then you've got like one of those like, like razor thin pieces of glass that's in your hand. It's just bothering you Ugh. and you can't get it. Yes. This is like a normal thing to experience. It is. He it wasn't is. walking or around I with like I used a... to get hair splinters all the time. Ugh. Hairdressers, no. Ugh, that's no good. It's gross. That sounds awful. It is. It is. But like, it, it, he wasn't walking around with a porcupine hand, is what I'm saying. No. He had a relatively normal experience, and it's what's to be expected when you grab a cactus like a doorknob. <laughs> Try to twist. <laughs> Try to um... twist it and yank it for five minutes before you realize. <laughs> I also want to comment on the other thing of note that happens when he puts on those infrared goggles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> says that uh i feel like the guy from science of the lambs what's his name and then they don't show who says that. i think it's aaron aaron says francis uh which is from red dragon Red dragon not silence of the lambs <laughs> yeah, right close and then zach <laughs> like forgot about he, this he crosses his legs like he's trying to do that that part from silence of the lambs where buffalo bill is looking at himself in the mirror yeah. and kind of imagining himself without a wiener basically or whatever but so zach just crosses his legs and then oddly he starts moving his arms he goes flying flying (laughs) flying and that's not not it it's goodbye horses (laughs) 
<laughs> well, so he's not even singing a song. He's just saying flying. flying. I mean, flying. he is kind of, you know, he's like swaying and stuff because he's dancing and looking at himself and like admiring what he would look like. Right. Um, but he's not going flying. flying. I did have to rewind <laughs> to figure out what the hell was going on. Francis. I think I did too, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a hell of a thing. It's so funny. Uh, do you have anything else about the episode itself? I have one last. I have like a Reddit comment about the no, episode. No, go ahead. No? Mm-hmm. So this again from the Ghost Adventures Reddit. This one was posted by the user Field of Judgment one month ago. And the post was simply titled, Scotty's Castle is the worst episode I've seen in a while. <laughs> Just like there are other worst ones. Um, from that crackpot psychic doing some chant. No clue why they kept keep putting her in the show when she's clearly a lunatic. That's not nice. <laughs> to some little dust particles and a light on the screen and screaming over and over. How is it evidence? To Aaron's bizarre obsession with triangles, Jay sitting out from his sore leg. Oh yeah, they're like, you may notice Jay isn't wearing a bit of a boot. He got hurt on a previous adventure of ours. Yeah. I was like, is this... When they were at the Playboy the Mansion or whatever, thing. and he it got was a, Holly Madison's house. Holly Madison, uh, he was. But I know he, she's a former Playboy playmate. That's why Will said. And that. Jay Wosley was sitting outside, and a cougar snuck so up. Bobcat. A bobcat snuck up on him and chased him through the woods, and he fell down a hill. It's like I was thinking the guys. same thing. I was hoping they were going to cut to footage that I recognized, but they didn't. He, it was him sitting in a bush. I don't know that it wasn't, except that that event was two years prior to this episode. Yeah, so, true. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But in case you want to hear that, it's Netherworld Dispatch episode ninety, I believe. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, uh, when there's supposed to be an attention-filled horror. Ha- oh, uh, uh, Jay sitting out from a sore leg, and the team bursting into laughter at Zach walking into a cactus. When they're supposed to be an attention-filled horror house. That just proves they felt absolutely no fear while in that building. I mean. I just love the idea that, like, the fans are like, right, right. that was horrible. I know, I know. Now, I read that but before I saw the episode, and I was like, what is this chant going to be? Yeah. And I will say, I saw the chant, and I. <laughs> it is quite wild. Kinda... It is quite wild. She's a very expressive gal. I'll oh, say yeah. that. Yeah. Gotta wonder what's the deal is. <laughs> Must feel things deeply. Ah, uh, yes. Seems <laughs> seems to be the case. Well, there you go, everybody. Yeah, there uh, it is. A double feature of yes. Ghost Adventures Adventures mm-hmm. uh, content. Delish. Content. Content. On the feed. Yeah. Content's very important. More content for it's the feed. It's king. Content is king. Listen, <laughs> if you're not with content, you know my favorite content? Movies. Oh, I don't know what my favorite content is. You know my favorite content creator? Who? Uh, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Vim Vendors. Who the hell's Vim Vendors? It's like a German expressionist or something. <laughs> it's like, he's the guy that made the thing that City of Angels was based on. It was I like, didn't know that it was based on It was on like something. a silent German but film. But that makes sense, obviously, because Nicolas Cage loves German expressionism. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was like a silent German film about an angel walking around on Earth being depressed at the state of humanity, and then they turned it into a Nicolas Cage well, no, but that makes me wonder if Nicolas Cage like spearheaded City of Angels being a movie because he was right. talking about he loves German expressionism. Uh, I remember one time I, I worked at a salon at one point that had a TV in it that people could watch while their hair was processing and we put movies on and City of Angels was on. It. And it had like what I remember as like an extended and very tender 
love scene that yeah. I was like, I don't want us to be watching this all together. Right. Like at the color bar. This is uncomfortable. Don't eat it. It's like when I went to Retro Fitness and they used to have a room that had a movie screen in it and you could watch the movies while you go on like the treadmill. And when I went there doing Get Him to the Greek and it was like full of boobs. Oh. And I was like, what? What is this doing here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't need to be here. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, Vim Vendors uh, made Wings of Desire. Yeah. Also known as the Heaven or Sky over Berlin in 1987, which then uh, became a Nicolas Cage uh, romance huh? th- thing. In, the more you know. Yeah. We learned so much here. Uh, anyway. Well, thank you, everybody, <laughs> so much. We really, really hope you enjoyed Especially this episode. Especially thank you to, uh, to Kay Walters 1980. Yes, Kay Walter. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you liked this little taste of Ghost Adventures Adventures. Yes. If you need more Guide to the Unknown, please consider checking out our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash pod. We have all kinds of stuff over there. It's not just Ghost Adventures stuff. That's true. There's a broad variety it's like of stuff. Ghost Adventures here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we Actually, we hadn't done, done it in a, in a while. long time yeah. uh so go check that out we would also love it if you would consider leaving us a review yes on apple Podcasts or leave us some stars on spotify mm-hmm. That'd um, be awesome thank uh, you spread the word share yeah. the show with your friends it's the end of the year uh people are you know going to be like wrapping presents doing a lot of traveling so if you want to give some suggestions to folks and guide to the unknown happens to slip in there you know doesn't hurt not the worst thing that happened right so thanks everybody is it gonna hurt and also we mentioned last week that we would love your listener stories if anything freaky has happened to you you can write it up and send it into us we'd also love to hear your horror hot takes which are unpopular opinions about horror movies the paranormal in just life or whatever anything that's related to topics that we cover on guides the unknown and similarly we would also love your horror hypotheticals so that's posing a situation that's like what if this is the case what if what would you do yeah and then will and i will discuss it so you can send all of those things to gttupod at gmail.com and they will likely be featured on a future show yes and thank you so much to people who've been sending things in they're they're being categorized and found and yes also just any questions for us that have to do with show topics or just our lives by By all all means means, send them on in yes yes Mm -hmm. so we'll see you next week for more uh, uh little creepy explorations maybe some of that uh listener material it's gonna be listener stories it will be yep so we'll see you then everybody but until that time comes we must travel back to the netherworld go yikes those how about those ghost adventures (laughs) what was it you say i always say when we get to the end you always go oh boy oh boy Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.